Well, the weather outside is frightful. Yep, that, that's horrible. That's horrible. But wow. the fire is oh so God. delightful. The, fu- see, the, you, the fire you, being SLA. See, you folks um, listening have the pleasure of turning down the volume place to I don't. Go. I don't have the pleasure of turning down the volume here. I, I'm let it snow, this. let it snow, let oh it snow. Oh, my God. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, and um, we're feeling all festive because, well, it's the first snow of the year. Uh, yep, that means first snow caused traffic jams and all those great excuses to be late. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it, like you said on social media earlier today, it doesn't stop. Uh, yeah, doesn't yes, stop yes. autism hanging out on the weekends. Yeah, nothing, nothing stops us. And speaking of nothing stopping us, this is also our marathon week because I, you folks listening to this on the date this comes out on Monday, the next day, Tuesday, we are having our interview with. Um, Dave, you want to say who? Robert Rubio. No, Bobby Rubio, uh, writer, director, animator of the short uh, Pixar film on Disney Plus, uh, Float. Uh, Great we'll film. We'll be on Tuesday. Uh, yep. That'll be coming out, uh, you know, uh, next Monday. Not that, uh, you know, if you guys are hearing this three years from now, it uh, doesn't really matter. But uh, it'll be the next biggest episode that we have. And then on Friday we have Studio, Studio Mucci. Mucci. Yeah, so lots of big stuff happening. Yeah, Amina Muccioli week. is her real name. Uh, that's the visual artist and uh, uh, incredible designer who's affected by autism uh, that we're going to have on. Yes, yeah, so lot, lots of stuff. And we may also be recording another uh, mini-sode um, after that on that day. So like I said, this is SLA Marathon Week. And... Boy, it's only fun. Busy. <laughs> yeah, fun. And, and, I guess, and I guess uh, we we learned last week with our major uh, audio hook uh, hiccup that we needed to upgrade our equipment, right, Josh? Oh yeah. Um, as you folks listen to this now, maybe wondering, wow, you guys have such great audio. Well, that great audio is coming from a microphone which is in a coffee mug. Yep, this microphone today is being held in a coffee mug, and. Um, being powered by it's actually a Disney, a Disney, Disney yeah, coffee it's, it's mug. It's brought to you by, by yeah, so Disney. brought to you by indirectly by Disney and sponsored, their coffee yeah. mug. But it can be sponsored, Disney, Bob, Bob Iger, if you're listening, you know, just saying. And it's being powered also by Dave's laptop, which ran out of battery coming here. So Dave <laughs> run over to Target, who again is not sponsoring us, but can be, and get a charger last minute. So I bet Target loves when we record here. Last minute because well they make a sale, um, so yeah. Yeah. So anyway, how do you feel about the snow, Josh? Do you get a little nervous in the snow? Um, I mean I don't like driving in it. I mean I have a I have a Jeep, so like I can drive in it, but it's really it's a pain. And um, the thing is you can't control other drivers, so let's say other drivers aren't paying attention, especially in the snow. Yeah, it's a little worrisome. But you know, growing up in New York. It's just, you kind of like, it's part of our, like, culture, I guess. Like, you, you just, you do it. You do it. I don't know how to explain it. It's a New York thing, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, if you guys are, like, listening to this in Texas or Florida, yeah, it would be crazy driving the snow, but it, it's it's a New York thing. We're New Yorkers. <laughs> oh, and if you hear some weird background noises, uh, yeah, that's my neighbors. Their kids are very, very loud. I hear this all night. Up till 12, 12.30, so 
Yeah, well, I apologize. It's nice, it's nice that they're enjoying their childhood at least. You know, it's, yeah, it's happy, it, happy noises. Happy yeah, noises. it's happy until oh, like eleven at night, and then it's just, and then that it's just you, you you gotta be quiet. You just oh my god, and then trust me, that happiness beyond goes away. Um, Real so fast. how do you feel about uh, weather? Um, like I said in the beginning in our intro, uh, the weather outside is frightful for some. Uh, how do you feel about autism and weather? See, my thing is. Um, you know, one of the comorbid uh, challenges that comes with, with autism a lot of the time is, is OCD or, you know, yeah. rigidity in certain things. And um, what I see most of the time when someone with autism isn't happy with the weather, it's because it messes up their daily routine or... Yeah, um, I that, that that part of the weather aspect doesn't bother me. I know I can see, though, how it can some because I can kind of like... Since I do have ASD and OCD and stuff, I kind of can, like, I can relate to those, like, extreme feelings, like, change and stuff. So I, I can definitely see how that is. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's a big change. And some folks, it may really bother them being the texture of the clothing that they have to wear because of it. Uh, and stuff, I mean, I know for for me, the one thing which is, which is annoying about the snow, besides the traffic and stuff... Is um when I have to put on big puffy coats because I overheat fast, so then I'm like really hot and everyone's like kind of look at me when I'm literally and this once happened last year driving home from work. There's a big snowstorm. I was sticking opening the window like bringing snow in like putting it down my neck to cool me off because I'm a big puffy jacket and everyone's kind of like look at me in the other cars because there's like like dead set um traffic. No one's moving, but um yeah so like. I'm more sensitive to temperatures and stuff, and so I can see that bothering some folks. And um, different types of precipitation, be it rain or snow, it's again different textures, and it's just different. So it kind of throws off our pattern, what we're used to. So I can definitely see how that would be bothersome to some. Yeah, yeah, and and also just not being able to go to your usual appointments or yeah. to your you know. Hang out with your friends, or yeah, or because like last that. minute, hey, you know, make like sometimes freak snowstorm or something, and you have plans, and you're all set in the plans, and then boom, you can't do that. That last minute can really throw people off, and um, so yeah, that aspect too. That's a good point, but so I think it's important to try to have a, like an emergency plan B and possibly plan C but definitely an emergency plan B in the back of your head so in case something unexpected happens this is what I'm going to do in that case this is how I'm going to react in an unexpected situation wherever it may be so when the eventual unexpected does you at least have some set plan in place so you have some sort of familiarity to bring into the unfamiliarity if um, that makes any sense to y'all yeah, it makes plenty of sense to me. Yeah. Um, cool. So, you know, with all the snow falling down, it's been getting me thinking. And another thing I'd like to bring up is lots of times, and you can even look it up, there's studies and stuff. There's more like depression and uh, um, things of that nature during the colder months where there's less sunlight, grayer skies, and it's kind of like a more gloomy feeling. And, uh, Dave, there's a term for this. Uh, what, what, what is that? Uh, seasonal affective disorder. Sad. Yeah. And I mean, it's a fact. I mean, if you look at uh, yeah. uh, Alaska, where you know some 
some parts of the year there's only like one hour of sunshine a day yeah or something like that um you know they have to install special lights in the streets so that people are just okay going to work and going about their business imagine it being dark and cold all the time so it's important to you know keep yourself positive because and keep yourself just kind of train yourself to be a more positive mindset um, you know, uh, up until recently, recently, be like um, uh, a few years ago, I re- I wasn't that all of a positive person. I was um, kind of like upset and like I, I had lots of anger. But I started to think of things in more positive light. Um, and overall, my kind of like things followed. So just try to even when you're not feeling well during like your kind of your darkest times and stuff, just try to. There's always a positive way to think of something. It's not always the easiest way thing to find, but when you find it, you'll find that your reality will will follow the mindset. All right, so it's the middle of February, and there's three feet of snow on the ground. School's canceled. You have no power. <laughs> no, I won't. Let's oh, take back the let's let's take the power back. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's making real. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that 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 takes it to a whole new another level. Yeah, but, that, that, but that's that, it's just it's the middle of winter. It's dark. It's gloomy. It's cold. You're tired of your family or the people that you're you know kind of tasked to be around. And flip it on a positive for me, Josh. I mean, it's a great time to do some good thinking, reflecting things about your your future, what you plan to achieve. Just some good meditation time. Um, Time to, you know, think about, hey, you know, are, am I happy with the way my life's going? Is there a dream I always wanted to achieve? Is there, do I always want to start a company, a business? How will I start doing that? Thinking, like, getting ideas and stuff. There, there's always a, something. A new, a new hobby, yeah. Yeah, there's always something which you can do. You can always make a negative into a positive. You can always, no matter what, you can always. Again, it's not always the easy thing. I'm able to pop these things out because I've trained myself kind of to do that and that's just for like a time thing but I'm by telling you like how th- that there's always a way to turn negative into positive that's my basic philosophy in life and I it took me a long time to figure that out but I want you in this habit so you don't need to like go through all the years of like kind of like oh what do I do what do I do and twirling your thumbs like just this is my mindset like by following this philosophy that's how I got to where I am today and things a big part yeah for sure Sounds Like Autism is proudly sponsored by Making Authentic Friendships, LLC. Making Authentic Friendships is an interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, diagnosis, interests, and geographic location. Making Authentic Friendships, MAF, are my brother's initials. My brother Michael is 21 and has autism and ADHD. He inspired this initiative. You can sign up for the app at makingauthenticfriendships.com and follow us on social media at Making Authentic Friendships. Thank you. That kind of speaks to part of your journey that I wanted to touch on today, which is, you know, you always say if you hadn't experienced what you'd experienced, you wouldn't be where you are now. Well, um, by um, bullying and stuff? Yeah. Absolutely. And so, that being said, let's... Let's dive into that a little bit because we've touched on it a yeah, lot. Um, um, we've touched on it a lot. 
Well, bullying, yeah. yeah, it's like it's one of those things where it's so. It, would you agree? It's such like it's such a big di- and diverse. There's lots of different types of bullying. There's lots of where like right, I think so, it would take so more speaks, than one. So let's start with you. Let's start with you. So, but um, me, well, what I've been finding lately is that a lot of my memories, and particularly with this and my school, have been kind of like it was so bad that I kind of subconsciously blocked them out. But every now and then, I kind of like get a, a like either flashback or like I, re- I remember something. But so. Um, going by what I remember at this moment, I remember, oh, it started around, like, preschool. I was also on, like, isolated and stuff, so it was, like, first there's alienation and isolation and, like, laughing at because I was, like, obviously socially awkward. I wasn't diagnosed. I wasn't on any meds or anything. I was, like, this is way back when. So, and then as I got older, it got into, um, so mental, uh, some, some physical bullying, I, yeah. Um, the, 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 there's a lot. The, the worst though in my life was by this guy named, um, Max. And, um, he, he made um, my life for many years a little bit nightmare. But, uh, I always told myself that, you know, there's gonna maybe be like some time where like, I'm gonna need to draw on this experience to, um, in my future. And I think that's this because, you see, I've learned the signs of manipulation, so I can avoid it. I've learned how to identify things so I can point them out to other people, like, you know, this person's gonna, like, try to screw you over, or that. I've, I've le- learned lots of these things. I've, um, learned, uh, what sincerity looks like, and what false sincerity looks like. So a lot of these things, which at the time were really negative, are now actually helping me. And to actually get ahead in life because I've seen this, I've experienced this firsthand. And by surviving this, I've very um, much become a much stronger individual, a much wiser individual. And um, I drew on this strength to survive many things. I mean, hey, if I could survive this guy, you know, I, I could survive working in um, bad environments like the kitchen. So if I could survive this, I could push myself to and do a great TEDx. If I could, so it's really, it's like, you know, I saw that I'm a very strong person. I'm a very strong-willed person. And that when I genuinely put my mind to things, nothing except myself can stop me. So that is taking one of the biggest negatives in my life and finding a positive from it. And then I'm blowing up that positive to be bigger than all the negative. Yeah, so that was really well said. Um, we've in the past addressed like a listener question about what to do in the event that you're being bullied or you see bullying, but here's something that'll take it kind of a step further. What about what could the, the support people in your life, not your parents, they did everything they could, but what could the teachers, the administrators and, and, you know, bus drivers, anybody, what could they have done differently? They could have acted well, do you, uh, do you because feel... you see, the, what, what they could acted in defense or show support. In my case, it was again this this guy's father was pretty much he he had his finger on the pulse. He was the guy in charge of the like the board and stuff. But still, like you, they could have done something. They could instead of blaming the victim. And I think lots of times in that type of situation, they, you know, people are just looking out for their careers or what's got further them for the next half a year. 
and not what's going to like, and not what they're going to look back on five years from now and say, oh, you know, um, that was a failure of my character. Because we're at the end of the day, at the end of the day for everyone, you look back and it's not just about the money, it's also about your character and your integrity. And if you don't stand up for folks like, um, like me back then and stuff, you're, you're, you're really failing, not just that individual, but also you're failing yourself and that you're failing your character and you're showing that you don't have strong integrity in your will to do the right thing. So I think what they need to do, folks like that nowadays, you need to stand up and don't just think of your career, think of your integrity, um, because that goes way further. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what about this? Uh, something that people really respect you for, um, is the fact that you self-disclose your your challenges and you just put them right on the table with anybody. Uh, usually if we're in a conversation with strangers and I'm talking first, I kind of go to you like, Josh, is it okay if I... And you go, yeah, of course. Tell them that you're very open about your challenges. What about that? What about the overall culture of a school or of a classroom or of a workplace? Do you think that there'd be less stigma around everyone's challenges if everyone just kind of put think, their stuff on the table? Why, yeah, I mean, unless everything. First of all, it'll be easier for, for everyone. I mean, look, when one thing which is good for me when I do this, you can't make fun of me for anything because we're going to do like hold something which I don't want you to say. I've already said it on the podcast. I've already said it on there. So what? You, you don't have anything to hold against me. You, all right, so... And taking that away, that power which negative people hold against you, puts the positive power in the positive, puts it in you. So if, if people do that, they're actually empowering themselves. It's harder to do, but you empower yourself and you take away the the um, chance for someone to hold power over you by saying, oh, I'll disclose this. And so they can't blackmail you. They can't um, like do any of that. So I think it will make the individual and also the system stronger because the system would gain so much knowledge from um, all the truths that it's not just a stigma, the stigmas aren't true. And then we learn the truth because the folks who experience it aren't disclosing what it really is. So you'd gain, um, the individual will gain self power and the system would gain so much knowledge also. Yeah. Wow, that was really, really well put. I, I agree 100%. It's hard to be kind of that trailblazer that goes first or whatever. But that's been on my mind a lot lately. That it's not always the easy thing to do. And what's I've said it before, but what's what's right usually isn't the easy thing, right? I mean, it's like when I often talk. I use this um, analogy when I'm talking to folks like um, my friend Gretchen, where it's like we're, we're pioneers and trailblazers. Pioneers never have it easy. The first never have it easy because we need to clear all the rocks and hills out of the way. We need to make the trail. But the trailblazers and the pioneers are the ones who get remembered in ages because they're the ones who actually did the thing which everyone else just talks about. They're the ones who do it. So it's, there's a lot of like, yeah, it's risky being the trailblazer, but there's so much more reward. And also, you help so many people, which is a reward within itself. Yeah, totally. Yo, Dave, you heard that noise coming from next door a little bit a while ago? And a little bit now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Th- th- that's my nightmare. My neighbors. <laughs> are, they bu- are, are they bullying you, Josh? No, they, they just don't shut up. 
And um, yeah, they just don't, don't stop. Um, yeah, the, these wonderful individuals moved in about you know two months ago or something, and since then have never had me go one single night without. Uh, yeah. So dance parties. Yes. Something like that. All right. Sure. Cool. Sure. So, um, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me come over and do this, and hopefully this will be the last time because we're doing that big equipment upgrade, and we will yes, we get are. into the flow of our uh, season two schedule, right? Yeah. Um. But this is always um, a pleasure, and yeah. All right. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this episode, and um, many more coming. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Wait, Josh. What? Record, <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> um, what about social media and going to soundsikeautism.com? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you can find us on soundsikeautism.com. Um, we're on Facebook, Sounds Like Autism. And also, the place where I'm like pretty much minor at least 13 times a day, Sounds Like Autism on Instagram at Sounds Like Autism. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Buy a shirt. Yeah, please buy a shirt. Or uh, armbands. I'll buy our stuff. Bye. Bye.